Welcome to My Crazy Office Podcast with the authors of Working With You Is Killing Me, Working For You Isn't Working For Me, and Mean Girls At Work. Kathy Elster and Katherine Crowley. They are committed to creating world peace, one crazy office at a time. And now, here are Kathy and Katherine. Hey everyone, I'm Kathy Elster. And I'm Katherine Crowley, and welcome to My Crazy Office. Today, we're going to talk about what holds people back from leaving their jobs for better positions. We'll start with a question from someone who has been at the same job for a long time and knows it would be best to leave, but can't seem to take any actions. Oh boy, I really like this topic because I think the resistance to leave a job, even when you know you should, can be very strong. I hope more people will send questions like this to info at mycrazyoffice.co. So here's the question. I've been at my job for a long time, the better part of my adult life, and I've watched a lot of my coworkers leave for better jobs. I tell myself to update my resume and get active on LinkedIn, but another week goes by and I've done nothing. While I get positive feedback about my work from my clients, my manager never praises me. This lack of recognition coupled with the fact that I'm paid a decent salary makes it hard for me to leave. Everyone around me thinks I should leave. What is holding me back? I can say it in one word. Okay. Fear. Yeah. (laughs) What kind of fear? Fear of what? Making a mistake? Well, I think it's a lot of different kinds of fear. For some people, it may be the fear of losing security, even though you're not satisfied. It's the devil you know, and you think that uncertainty is not worth it. For others, they could lack confidence. I mean, they're ta- she's talking or he is talking here about never getting praised and that could wear on you over time. I think for others, they don't believe that there really is anything better, even if you've seen people go to better jobs. And sometimes you can have like a battered employee syndrome where you've been in an environment where you've been told you're lucky to have this job and you're really not that good at anything and you start to believe it. So you're afraid to step out. Yeah, I I think there's also um, some risk aversion here. Like, you know, because my clients that have this are not working for entrepreneurial companies. They're working for, you know, large established organizations where, you know, there's a lot of security. Yes. Uh, the The policies are good. The health insurance is good. Vacation is good. They're paid well. Um, that doesn't mean they're challenged or that they love their jobs, right? But it makes it harder to leave for some, not everybody, but, but I have, I mean, this is something we see a lot. We absolutely. So, um, I mean, I've always worked for either I, once I worked for a large corporation and I remember the lore was very strong for everyone around me, but not for me. Right. I, I, that, that kind of security made me feel insecure, Mm-hmm. Um, so, but that, but that's me. I, I think that a lot of people do have this and, um, it's not easy to leave. No, and I think, you know, at, at a certain point, if your manager is not, uh, giving you positive feedback, maybe your self-esteem is not great. Right. So how do you go on interviews? Uh, when that happens, that, that sounds like a big job. I agree, Kathy. And I also think the thing that's interesting about it is this, when you have this kind of resistance, it's not rational. It's uh-huh. emotional. 
So you really, if you're going to take some kind of an inventory or try to figure it out, you really want to figure out what emotionally is holding me back. What's the fear? What's the negative belief? What's the um, assumption? Or for some people, they're just literally terrified of being attacked, even though it's not rational. They feel like if they step out, they're going to get in trouble. They may fear betraying their employer, even though that's not a real thing per se. So, but all of those are more emotional incentives, you well, know? That's very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's the, pl- the first place to start is what's emotionally going on for you. What, what is the fear? The fear that <clears throat> you're feeling emotionally, that's probably not factual. Right. Okay. Well, that's interesting. And do you think you at that point have to work with a therapist? Well, I think you can work with a therapist. I think you can work with a coach if you're willing to identify the fear. I mean, many coaches and you, Kathy, are very skilled at helping people with that kind of thing. It's, it's that you, it's, it's having the willingness to really investigate your own resistance yeah, and to be able to say, okay, I know this isn't rational, especially if it doesn't reflect in this particular example, that the person is saying everyone around me thinks I should leave. So you're getting feedback that you're talented, you're better than this. You should go someplace else. So it's not about what the outside world is telling you. It's about something internally Mm. that's, that's holding you back. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I mean, I, I also think if you do leave, you can always probably come back. Right. And it might be better to gain some other skills somewhere else and then come back. You, you know, you may be in a better place, but um, yeah, I think, you know, there's really no time limit to how long you can stay at a job. It used to be, you know, you had one job and you stayed for life. Well, that was a long (laughs) time ago. Now, you know, I think that you don't really need to stay that long. Like I think two years, three years is a good run, Right. but many people want to stay 10, 15 years. There's nothing wrong with that, but I do think when you stay that long, you're then perceived as you only know that company. Like you don't have much more experience or your tech skills are stuck in whatever that company does. So, you know, you don't really want to get stuck in that. No. And I think, and I know this is something you coach a lot of people on that what you want to do, if you don't know what's holding you back and you're just, you feel paralyzed, I think one thing to do is just try to take like micro actions yeah. to get yourself going, right? So for example, if you're afraid that your skills are old or you only know this one software, or you don't have updated information, mm-hmm. go get go get some new skills, go learn right. some new software, go right. you know, update your, go to conferences, update your information in a way that you feel that you have a pulse on other companies, other organizations that you could potentially transfer to. Yeah, I think it's really important to go to conferences and to have friends that have similar positions to you in other institutions around the country that you can always talk to and find out like, you know, what are you using? And you can really learn a lot from them. And that's also how you get jobs. Right. Um, So you should be working your industry for sure. 
whatever it has that you know you can use unless you want to just change industries that's all that's a whole other kind of shift but right. what we're seeing among a lot of our clients and with this question this questioner is re, is speaking to is they just can't um they can't figure out what's holding them back right. they can't figure out what needs to happen in order for them right. to just these steps because you know interviewing does not mean you're leaving it just means you're out there you know trying it on, seeing what other people are looking for. It doesn't mean you have to accept the position or that you're going to get it. That's right. You know, I think you owe it to yourself. I remember when I was working for a very large corporation, I always got interviews. Like I would go to conferences and then people would, you know, call me and I would meet with them and I, nothing ever sounded as interesting to me. Uh, But see that right there, what you would be willing to do is a perfect example of what someone who's more security oriented would not do. Yeah. And so I think that's such a good point. Like that would be a micro action to do, right? right? Someone, maybe if a headhunter contacted you and said, you'd be interested that progress for, for this individual, someone like this person who's having a hard time taking action would be just to say yes. Yeah. To that, right. To this random interview that someone is offering them. Yeah. So they wouldn't do that. I have a client who obviously is not risk adverse and she's a CEO. She gets calls constantly from recruiters and takes every one of them and (laughs) every interview. And then I usually have to go over it and go, no, no, you don't want to work. You don't want to go here. So that's somebody who's always open to opportunity. That's a whole other um, situation. But um, so this person has got to look at their emotions. I mean, you kind of answered it kind of quickly that they have to look at what is holding them back emotionally. What's the fear? What's the fear? And then, the fear? then I think you can enroll the services of a therapist or a uh, career, you know, executive coach, or um, actually you could get an action partner. I worked with someone mm-hmm. who she just knew she was so comfortable where she was that she wouldn't move unless she had like a partner in crime and they both mm-hmm. hated this situation. So they would meet yeah. outside of work and quietly work on their resumes and, and their LinkedIn profiles together. Like they supported each other in mobilizing because by themselves, they didn't have the courage to take the steps. Yeah. I think having a partner is a really good idea, but you know, I, I have a client who also works for a, a pretty well-known institution and she it's, it's falling apart around her and she refuses to leave. And she may be the winner here ultimately, because it's going to get reestablished and yeah. the board is on it and they're going to hire somebody new to run the organization. And she may ultimately be the winner, but most people just left. Yes. Um, I wonder what was holding her back, but um, you know, at, you're the person that that can't make the steps. You still this doesn't mean you're in a losing situation. You may act ultimately be the winner here, right. but um, I think it's important to understand what the fear is, and then just to take actions, just to learn, right? What is going on out there? Not right, just to see deep. what's out there. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, the thing that's interesting, too, um, because I know the person you're referring to, and I know of a number of other people who, even if it's like the devil, you know, you know, even if they can't stand their company or they hate the boss, they know the community 
Yeah. And so in that case, it could be the fear of losing that affiliation. Yeah. You know, that that's bigger than any other motivator to go. Yeah. So you could decide, okay, well, I, I don't really, you know, there's a lot I don't like, but I don't want to lose this community. And that may be a reason for staying, but at least you could know it, do it consciously rather than unconsciously. Right. I mean, these are big questions that we all have to answer throughout our career. You know, yeah. how do you know when it's time to go? And uh, maybe it isn't, but to always be in that process, I think is part of, of the work life today is yeah. that, you know, and I think the only way to really have a firm grip on it is to always be talking, you know, and going to conferences and talking to recruiters that call you just to get the lay of the land. Yeah. And a good thing that you can do when you hear of a job is send it to other people in the industry who might be interested because they'll always send you <laughs> jobs yeah. that you'd be interested in. It's, you know, changing jobs is not a crime. It's just part of your work life. Yeah, you know, Kathy, one fear that I've heard expressed a number of times is sometimes people are afraid that their current employer will catch them oh, yeah. for work. What do yeah. you say to that? Well, you never do it on the job. Uh, and, you know, the fact that so many people worked at home for the last two and a half years made it so easy to job search. But yes. now that you're back in the office, don't ever leave anything on your desktop. Don't ever leave your resume open or, you know, a recruiter conversation. Um, you just should not do it during your work hours. I mean, if you have to take an interview during the day, get take your cell phone and go somewhere else. Yeah. Um, but, you know, look, you're not being paid to interview. You're being paid to do your job. So right. interview before work, at your lunch hour, or after, or right. even on weekends, but not right. during your work day. So no. it is possible, right? So it's possible to be looking for work and not be discovered. Yes. Right. Most people aren't. Right. Until they're announcing their, their departure. Right. I think another thing that, again, I've heard you men make mention of, and I've heard some of our clients say is you always want to stay because this person also refers to, I've watched a lot of my coworkers leave for better jobs. Mm -hmm. And so it's so valuable to stay in touch with yeah. those individuals, right? Yes. And to even be open to opportunities that they may present. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I've, I've seen that a lot is that somebody leaves and goes to an organization then, then brings others. And right. that is a secure way of knowing because you know, somebody there and you trust them that you know that the organization is reputable. Right. But, you know, look, it's not a panacea anywhere. So um, it's, it's a big question, but I, I like where we got to today. I think it's really interesting. So that's it for this podcast. If you have any further comments or thoughts on this topic, tweet us at AskK2 and also follow us on Instagram at MyCrazyOffice. Yes, and if you want to receive our podcast email, text us at 228-28. That's 228-28 and type in my crazy office, all one word. Finally, don't forget to send your questions and stories to info at mycrazyoffice.co. My Crazy Office is produced in New York City at K-Squared Studios. Stay crazy.